I think everyone's probably had a moment where maybe you were going to give a big speech or maybe you were really nervous about something and you find yourself running to the bathroom. Oh my gosh, that is me. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Freedom Found Podcast. I am here today with Dr. Heather Finley. She is a registered dietitian, gut health specialist, and sought-after speaker on the topics of constipation, bloating, gut health, disordered eating, and how all of these topics intersect. Her clients often come to her as a last resort after feeling like they have tried everything. And Dr. Heather loves helping clients go from restricted with food and frustrated with their symptoms to empowered, transformed, and free. And she's also a client of the Casey Copy Studio. And I am so excited to have her here to share her wisdom with you today. So welcome, Dr. Heather. For having me. Thank you. It's going to be fun. It is. It is. Thank you so much for being here. And what I love so much about what you do is it is literally tied directly into your own story. So I'm going to kind of ask you to just dive into that first and give us like an overhead bird's eye view of where you've come from and where you are now. Yeah. So I always tell people I was literally born constipated. (laughs) Um, And that sounds sad, but it is true. I I think I came out of the womb with digestive issues and, you know, really struggled with my own digestive issues for 20 years. Did every possible elimination diet that you could think of, went to all the doctors, you know, tried Miralax, did all the things that they said that you were supposed to do and was still struggling with my own symptoms. And so it led me down this journey of trying to figure out what I could do to quote unquote heal myself and ended up going to my doctorate program. And that's really where I had a huge light bulb moment. And I realized that I had been approaching digestive health all wrong. I was so focused on food and yes, food of course affects digestion, but I was not paying attention at all to my stress, my sleep, and all the things that outside of food were affecting my digestion, in addition to kind of looking at it from more of like a functional medicine lens. And so when I was in this doctor program, I had these all these light bulb moments and realized that I had so many different missing pieces. And that's really what sent me down the healing journey myself and that other women do the same. And a lot of the women that I work with are high achieving entrepreneurs. And it goes back to what I just said, like this light bulb moment of stress and, you know, not having balance in your life, which I know is something that you talk about a lot too, but yeah, that's very briefly about my story, but now I love helping women find relief from their digestive issues using the method that I've trademarked, which is called gut together. And we work with women from all over the world. 
Oh, I love this so much because I just feel like there are so many areas where we can grow our skill set, right? And we can, you know, increase our knowledge base. But like, if you have a personal connection and you have gone through it, there's nothing like being able to sit there and say to a client, especially from a practitioner standpoint, I feel like, you know, and say, I have actually been there. Like I can actually physically relate to you. And as somebody, I, I don't know if my listeners know, some of you do that I have celiac disease and there is nothing like sitting in front of a GP or even a gastro specialist and having them kind of rattle off what I should be feeling and not having any actual personal connection to it whatsoever. So I just think you bring something really special to the table. Yeah. I mean, the women we work with, you know, they're in the same situation I was, they've done everything. They feel hopeless. They feel frustrated. And I'm like, I've been there, but there's always something more that we can try. I get it. And so it's, yeah, I guess beauty from ashes kind of situation (laughs) where, you know, it's, I definitely can relate to the women we work with and give them that hope that like, I've felt that way before too. And you don't have to feel this way forever. So it's, it's great. Yeah. That's such a beautiful sentiment. So in doing that, what are kind of some of the first steps that you would say to somebody who might be listening to this thinking, well, first of all, I don't know if I actually have an issue, right? Oh, maybe I'm a little irregular sometimes, or maybe there are some issues um, that I feel like bloated at the end of the day. And I'm not really sure. I haven't been able to peg down what that is. And they've kind of just got this sort of, I guess, rotating wheelhouse of symptoms that aren't super, super dire, but are affecting their day-to-day enough to be on their mind. What's the first step to starting to identify or heal or fix? Like what should we be trying to do at this stage? Yeah. So I got this question actually on Instagram a couple of days ago, like, how do I know if I have a gut issue, you know, if I'm not constipated? And so what we know now about the gut is so much more than we've known. Even like in the last decade, we've learned so much about digestive health. Really everything stems from the gut. That doesn't mean that you need to go on like some crazy plan, you know, for digestive health. But I would say probably everyone to an extent has some type of gut issue quote. Um, You can't see me, but in quotes, I'm saying that. So if you have hormone issues, if you have sleep issues, if you have brain fog, if you have trouble focusing, if you have headaches, if you have skin rashes, those would be some signs that potentially you have some unaddressed digestive issues. I know a lot of our clients, they come to us, of course, because they're constipated, they're bloated, whatever it might be, but then they start addressing their gut issues. They're like, wow, I'm sleeping through the night or I'm not so tired when I wake up or this pesky rash that I've had for literally my whole life is gone. And so really when you can get to the root of digestive issues, it starts to transform the whole body. I mean, if you think about it, your gut is where you digest and absorb your food. So if you can't digest and absorb food very well, then of course you might have energy deficit, or you might not be able to sleep as well, or you might have rashes, you know, et cetera, the list could go on. So as far as like what someone should do is I would just kind of take an inventory. Like what are some things like, do I feel my best? Like, do I wake up every day? Do I have energy? Do I need a nap throughout the day? Or can I make it through the day with plenty of energy? Can I tolerate most foods? I think a lot of our culture is very into diet trends and it's like always the next like greatest thing. 
but really the reality of it is the goal is that you should be able to tolerate the widest variety of foods with the least amount of symptoms. And so if you're having to stick to like a very small list of foods in order to make yourself feel good, that could also be a sign of a digestive issue as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've already touched on something that I wanted to ask about. So we're going to just dive right into it. What are we not getting right as a society in terms of our gut health? And then we'll get on to the gut brain connection as well. Yeah. So what we're not getting right is that I think people think that gut health is really trendy. It's about what you need to cut out. It's about what detox you should be on, what like cleanse, whatever. I think people think gut health and they immediately think diet. And really the reality is gut health is about abundance. So you have two to five pounds of microbes, actual live bacteria in your gut. Two to wait, wait, I'm sorry. Two to five pounds. (laughs) Yes. Of these little guys just like swimming around doing whatever they're doing. I don't know what they're doing down there, but okay. That blows my mind already. Teach me more. (laughs) So you have these bugs, these microbes that are like in your gut, on your skin, in your oral microbiome, everywhere have bacteria. And so these bacteria do so much for you. These bacteria actually help you digest food. The fiber that's in foods that we eat, we actually as humans can't digest fiber. Our bacteria digest those for us. So if we're kind of going back to this concept of abundance when it comes to gut health, the more variety of bacteria that you have, the better your gut health is going to be. All the studies that we have on gut health show us the greatest variety or the biggest predictor of gut health is the variety of plants that you can eat. So some studies even show 30 plants a week is what can optimize or fuel your microbiome, but plants, not just like fruits and vegetables, plants, meaning fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, herbs, spices. So really when you think of that list, it's not super overwhelming to think about 30 a week because even like a pasta sauce, you know, you could have nine plants and that if you throw a bunch of veggies in it. But if we're thinking about this abundance concept, so we know that the greatest predictor of gut health is variety and abundance and the microbes that you have are picky eaters. So every microbe that you have in your gut prefers different food. So if you're sticking to like a really limited list of foods, then you're restricting the diversity of bacteria in your gut. And we know that again, diversity is the name of the game here. So abundance on the plate, abundance in the gut equals overall just happiness in your body. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so we're starting to get a bigger picture here of the role the the gut plays. How does it then connect to the rest of us? Like, let's talk about the gut-brain connection and how that fuels us as individuals and then as entrepreneurs. Yeah, so the gut-brain connection, I think, like, still, again, there's still so much that we don't know, but even in the last decade, there's so much that we now do, which is really, really cool. Like, even when I started out as a dietitian, I don't even think really anyone knew what the gut-brain connection was. So it's been, it's so cool, like this field, like we're always learning new things every day, but you have a super highway in your body that connects your gut and your brain. It's the vagus nerve. It's the largest cranial nerve. And these two centers, your gut and your brain are always communicating. So I think everyone's probably had a moment 
where maybe you were going to give a big speech or maybe you were really nervous about something and you find yourself running to the bathroom. Oh my gosh, that is me. (laughs) Every time I swear to you, every time I am doing something that puts me out of my comfort zone, and I mean like big time out of my comfort zone, Dale will just be like, he'll look over at me and he'll see when I have the moment. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, you've just got the nervous belly. You just, you'll be okay. This happens every time I, when I go scuba diving, if I'm getting on a flight, if I'm doing a speech in front of people, I hope there's a listener out here who can relate to this. Oh, everyone can. I mean, that's why I always tell that story because everyone has a a moment where they're like, yes, I remember that because, and that's the gut brain connection. Your brain is saying it is not safe. I'm being chased by a bear because the scuba diving, the flight, whatever it is, is the bear. You know, the way that our nervous system is wired is we can't differentiate stress. The nervous system just knows I'm stressed for some reason, AKA this proverbial bear. So I'm not worried about digesting food right now. I need blood in my muscles so that I can run as fast as I can. And so when you have those moments and just kind of to tie it all in, the gut brain connection is very real for entrepreneurs because if you are stressed all the time and your body thinks it's being chased by a bear all the time, how is that affecting your digestive health? When your blood is being put in your muscles so that you can run from this bear, you no longer have blood flow to your gut for digestion. You no longer have adequate, even salivation. Your saliva decreases, your stomach acid levels decrease, your gut motility in most instances will speed up. But then chronically, if you're stressed, it slows down because it can't stay in that state forever. So it kind of, you get into like that freeze state, fight, flight, freeze. So I know for a lot of the clients that we work with, stress really is like the quote unquote root cause of their symptoms because their nervous system is ruling the show. Their nervous system is telling their body, this is not safe and I'm being chased by the spare. So I cannot digest this chicken sandwich that I just ate. I'm too worried about the stress of my marketing and Instagram and did this client pay and you know, the list could go on. Okay. So then what do we do? How do we nurture this relationship? Yeah. So I think it starts with the small things. Like I think a lot of times, again, our society is like very extreme, right? Like tell me what like detox I need to do or like fat or whatever, but really it's showing your body that it's like 1% more safe every single day. So it's showing your body, okay, I can't be safe to like sit and digest this meal And I think for a lot of us, very high achieving entrepreneurs, it comes with like your environment. So instead of eating at your desk, can you sit at the table, take a couple deep breaths before you eat and at least create like safety around the eating experience? I think we're all pretty guilty of like working through lunch, skipping lunch, you know, eating on the go. Oh, I don't have time to do that. I think it's kind of become a very like societal thing to be like, I didn't even have time to, for lunch today. I was so busy, but like actually taking that time to get your body in a rest and digest state. When you're in a rest and digest state, you have adequate saliva, you have adequate stomach acid, your gut motility is better. 
And so you can do that by literally just removing yourself from your work environment, taking a couple deep breaths. We actually have our clients hum happy birthday twice before they eat. This actually activates the vagus nerve. So it's like turning on that gut brain connection response. It's actually innervating stomach acid. It's getting your gut motility going. So you can hum happy birthday before you eat if you want to do that. I love it. Um, but it starts really even like with before what you even eat, it starts how you're eating. That makes a big difference. Oh, that's so good. Yes. We sit down and we rush so often. And I think even when sometimes I'll sit down and I'll make a point to be, you know, out of the office and, you know, go in and, and sit and enjoy lunch with Dale or whatever, but it'll be like, okay, sit down and we better enjoy this lunch. Right. Because then we have to get back to work. And so it's, even though we think that we're making this commitment to going and taking that time, it's so easy to still sit in the habits and the pattern that you're taking with you from your desk and say, I'm rushed or I'm stressed or whatever that is. So I love the way that you sort of mapped out that that simplicity. And we're all going to start humming happy birthday before we actually consume any food now. So I'm just curious to know, is there something that you wish everybody understood about the importance of gut and or gut brain connection health? at the start of their journey, if you could give a whisper of information or advice, what's something that you wish that people knew? Oh man, I could probably go on for like hours about this of the things I wish people knew. What's the top thing that I think people need to know? I think it goes back to that abundance mindset of like instead, and I think this translates really well to entrepreneurship, right? Like, and, and I think that's why a lot of us get into entrepreneurship is we want a better life. We want more flexibility. We want more freedom. We want more time, but then we find ourselves stuck with less time, more stress, you know? And I know that that's something that you're super passionate about. Same thing with digestive health. I think people go on this journey of, I want to have a healthy gut. I want to optimize my digestion. And so they cut out foods, they restrict their life. They, you know, limit social situations. They do all these things. And then they find that their symptoms really aren't any better. And so what I, I think what I wish people knew is that digestive health, it's complicated, of course, but it doesn't have to also be complicated at the same time. Like I think it's showing again, your body safety in every situation. And obviously if you're not tolerating a lot of foods because you're bloating or you're getting gas or whatever it might be, that's a sign of an underlying gut issue, which can definitely be addressed. But if you're just generally looking to optimize your digestive health, it's more about, okay, what are you including on your plate and what are you including in your life? Are you getting outside? Are you getting sunshine? Are you spending time with people you love? Are you doing fun things? Because all of that, the lifestyle piece for digestive health matters so much and I think that's a big light bulb moment that a lot of our clients have when they work with us is like, wait, you're telling me that I should like actually go to the barbecue, even though like I'm super worried about bloating, or you're telling me that I should like go on a walk outside and get sunshine, you know, like it's a huge mindset shift for people to realize like, oh, I've been restricting myself from so many things. And that's actually just made my digestive issues worse. And do you find that it's hard for people to justify or say that they have the time for that lifestyle element? You know, I imagine that some people might be investing saying, I'm just, you know, investing my time and energy into this so that I can solve my gut problem, not my life problem. Yes, totally. Yeah. People are like, 
I don't have time to go outside for 10 minutes and optimize my circadian rhythm, you know, like, cause we tell our clients get outside for 10 minutes in the sunshine in the morning. That basically actually helps to turn your gut on. It's optimizing your circadian rhythm, which your gut motility is regulated by your circadian rhythm. So like, I don't have time to do that. I'm on my way to work. And I'm like, you don't have time not to do that. <laughs> like yes. you, you will actually be more productive if you are sleeping better, you know, if you're waking up well rested. So it can be really, really hard at first because you think, oh, I have all these things to do. And really it's about trying to figure out how to fit it into your life. Even if it's just one small change at a time, we're not trying to do something. I, I tell our clients all the time, the goal of this is not for you to do this for 30 days and like be in a state where you can't wait for it to be over. It's for you to slowly add these shifts into your life that feel natural and normal so that you can do it long-term. Like we're not just trying to do something really quick and then go back to what we were doing. That's not the goal. Right. Because we know that's not sustainable and that's probably what's yeah. led to the moment that they're in now. Right. That reminds me of what mm -hmm. you said earlier, which just oh, hit home so much that you're not trying to fix everything at one, one moment, but you're just trying to make your body feel 1% more safe, 1% more secure every day. So I think that really goes hand in hand. And just like, I love everything that you're talking about because you bring this lifestyle element in, which yes, you know, we love so much here as well. And I think it all ties back to the freedom that we can have in our lives to feel like you can go out, you know, and eat whatever you want within reason and go and enjoy social functions and just have a bit more control and autonomy in your life. So I want to ask you my favorite question, which is we all have this dream living out of our own version of freedom, you know, whatever that means to us. And so many of us start our businesses because we want to get more freedom into our lives. So what advice do you have for entrepreneurs listening that are on a mission to incorporate more freedom into their life? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would go back to what I said earlier. Like the reason that you started your business was to have freedom. You know, the reason that you are, or maybe you're just starting your business. I'm not sure where your listeners are at on their journey, but wherever you're at in your business, the reason that you started it most likely was to have some kind of freedom, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's both schedule, whatever it is. And I think a lot of us get like into the weeds so much. And so I would think about how can you make yourself feel 1% safer in your business too, every single day. So like, how can you incorporate like that play and that fun into your business? Because that's, what's going to make that sustainable too. Like if you're killing it every single day, pushing yourself, pushing yourself, one, it's not going to be sustainable for your business, but that's also not going to be sustainable for your health. So many of the women that we work with come from like a state of burnout. Like literally they start their businesses, they get so burnt out and it's not only affecting how they show up in their business, but it's also affecting their health. And then now they have two problems. <laughs> their business is a problem and their health is a problem. So I would think about how can you make yourself feel 1% safer in your business every single day by just incorporating a bit more like nervous system support. Like how are you taking care of yourself outside of your business so that then you can translate that to also taking care of your health? Because if your business isn't safe, then your health is not going to be safe either. 
That is so good. All of us striving for just that 1% every day. That's so much more achievable than saying that you have to go and overhaul everything, your business and your life right now, but just 1%, just a little bit better Mm -hmm. every single day. Thank you so much for sharing all of these knowledge nuggets with us. Can you please let us know how we can connect with you off of this podcast and in the real world? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram where I hang out the most. It's Dr. Heather Finley. You can visit my website, drheatherfinley.co or my podcast, which is the Love Your Gut podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being a loyal Freedom Found podcast listener. And if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would pass this on to a friend. This is how we can help support each other and get this message out to more women that might be waiting right now to hear a message just like this. So you can go and share this with your business best friend right now or head on over to leave us a five-star review. Your small gesture really does mean more than you know. Thank you so, so much. Love you lots and I'll catch you next time.